Welcome to another episode of Artifacts, where our lives affect art inside out. I am your host, Jude Hassel, and today we have a very special guest, Bermudian artist and graphic designer, Shanna Hollis. Shanna is a contemporary designer and multidisciplinary artist who lives and works in Bermuda. Her work pays tribute to her island, the community, her identity, and experiences. Shanna was inspired to begin her creative journey at a young age from her brother, Nishan Hollis, who was a professional oil painter. She later earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Graphic Design from Maryland Institute College of Art. Hollis's artwork has been shown in various exhibitions in Baltimore and Bermuda, including the BSOA Graphic Design Showcase 2018, where she was awarded the Graphic Design Prize and two Charmin Prize exhibitions. Her Bermuda fashion collection, 21 Miles, gained international recognition in the spring of 2018 when published by Footwear News Magazine. Hollis's work can be seen in local brands and various gallery openings island-wide. Currently, she hones her talent at Kaleidoscope Arts Foundation, teaching student art techniques and skills through experiential learning. If you'd like to connect with Shanna, you can find her online at shannahollis.com or on Instagram at Shanna Hollis Designs. Good afternoon, Shanna. Welcome to Artifacts. We're super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited, excited, excited to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy to have you. It's a pleasure to have you on. I met you last year at the Imagine Artist Showcase at Piazza Way in Bermuda, and I just wanted to let you know that your graphic design work was some of my most favorite work in the show. And it's just been really nice, like developing an online relationship with you um, ever since then. You know, I think we're, we've been supporting each other on Instagram and sharing each other's stuff. And I think that's what's really nice about being online is that, you know, you can connect with people after you meet them and then continue on a relationship. So I'm so, so happy to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Um, so first to get started, I would love to have you talk a little bit about your background growing up in Bermuda. If you could just like talk a little bit about your experience in Bermuda, what it was like, because some of our listeners may not be Bermudian. So um, if you could just talk a little bit about your experience growing up in such a beautiful place okay so yes i was raised and born in bermuda i grew up in devonshire on north shore so i lived next to the ocean which played a huge part of my life both of my parents were creatives my daddy paints houses for a living so he has his own house painting contracting company so mm -hmm. I always grew up looking at all the different colors and like understanding why we paint our roofs white. And mm -hmm. my mommy was a hairstylist, so she was mega creative in that, but she was also a Sunday school teacher at one point. And her classroom was like the most decorated, the most decked out. <laughs> <laughs> so she was always like creative. Like we always entered the exhibitions together. Yes decorating cakes and making kites and veggie critters and we always came back with our blue ribbons so both of my parents are really creative but as far as me I was more of like adventurous when I was growing up so living on North Shore I live right across from the ocean so I always grew up like walking barefoot climbing yep. the rocks and <laughs> <laughs> pulling the big snails off the wall until it became illegal um because that's bad don't do that. right yes. <laughs> um, i had to learn that 
Um, so I had a little shower collection when I was little. We would mm-hmm. go fishing all the time. I would only catch like squirrel fish, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting chased by different octopus. But I used to have fun. I was more of like a hands-on type of person. Me yeah. And my friend. We were definitely rough. We used to catch butterflies outside I think a lot of us used to do this yes yep. try to nurse them be doing them more bad than good but we thought it was helping back then how about um lizards did you did you ever catch the lizards like make those lizards lizard traps my favorite so yes <laughs> I had a cherry tree outside of my house mind you I don't like the cherries womp womp but I had a cherry tree outside of my house and I always used to have lizards there. Um, mm-hmm. I never caught the lizards because I loved them too much. Like, I actually love lizards. I had one when I was little growing up named Jane. I named her Jane. <laughs> like, I'll go outside and see if she was there. Obviously, it was probably like a thousand different lizards. But I always right. But she thought it was the same <laughs> one. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so I have my little lizard friend. But I don't know, like the whole experience of, Growing up here is just like such a magical experience. Like mm-hmm. I know, so I I grew up in Devonshire. I went to school at Elliott Primary, and my I always had heard rumors about the kids that came school from like Warwick and Paget. They're like, "Oh yeah, we saw Johnny Bonds." I'm like, "Oh my God, who is this Johnny Bond?" <laughs> and like since I never had to cross him in the morning, I think it was one day I must have had a doctor's appointment or something, but. It's so weird how I, like, I explained to my college friends, I'm like, we have this guy that's going to be rude and wave. But when I got to see him for the first time, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so yeah. exciting seeing him every morning. Exactly. Just morning wishing, traffic. Wishing everybody a good day. And, um, like, like I said, I just think it's a, it's a different experience. It's mm-hmm. a warm experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm also, you got my mind ticking just thinking about all the incredible things I experienced as a kid because like you said, like growing up in Bermuda is wondrous. Like it's such a perfect place to raise kids because there's so much to explore. You can go swimming, you know, just everything is just so beautiful. I just remember like always being outside well, for me, it was always, I was inside drawing or I was outside in the trees somewhere and my mama had to scream on the neighborhood <laughs> looking for me. Um, but yeah, just like, I just remember also like childhood being so adventurous growing up in Bermuda. It's an absolutely beautiful place to have kids and, and raise them there. I also wanted to ask you about your brother because you mentioned your mom and dad, but you're, I know that your brother is an amazing artist as well. What was it like having him in your family, like growing up and has he inspired your work? My brother is my hugest inspiration to this <laughs> day. He still is my hugest inspiration. Growing up was a little bit different. So when we was younger, we like of course we're siblings so we used to roughhouse all the time right but, yeah it was like I was more tomboy he was like rough with me so anyway my brother started painting early he was two years old when he first started painting I wasn't you know I wasn't even thinking at that point <laughs> you're older than me so my brother always was painting he was always artistic um so I grew up watching him paint all these amazing pictures he loves Bob Ross 
everything Bob Ross. So I, I everybody wanted, loves Bob Ross. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to watch Barney. He wanted to watch Bob Ross. So it was kind of a mix of mix of the both. But when I was little, I started playing around with art, and I was interested in it. And he kind of he was just like Shana, I'll show you how to do these things, and kind of showed me how colors work, how lines work. Um, I know my first painting we did together. I loved Hello Kitty when I was little. Mm -hmm. So my first painting I have that still sits on my wall is this Hello Kitty that my brother helped me to paint. Awesome. How old were you when you painted that? Oh, I don't even know, but I was young. It had to be primary school. But I must say, so watching my brother do all this fantastic art at a young age, so this is during primary school, it kind of was a lot for me because I knew I was creative as well. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit afraid to explore that because I was like, he is so, so, so yes. like mastery of our art at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So I kind of didn't want to touch art at all. Yeah. Because I, I, I guess, well, obviously it was a bad thing, but I was just comparing what I was able to do to what he was able to do. But I don't know. I had a lot of encouragement growing up. So Mr. Smith from Elliot Primary, his passed away now, but he was probably both of our best inspirations growing right. up because his kind of the one that said, hey, like these kids are talented. I know for me in art class, he was like, Shana, you were very talented. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, hold on. <laughs> so after that, like going into high school, I started taking it a little bit more seriously. And right. Nashon was kind of like noticing, he's like, oh my goodness, Shana's good at art too. And he was helping me out a lot more, just exploring different artists, but different mediums. So, and that's mm -hmm. what I had to learn too. And I think that's important for everybody to learn that art isn't one form yep. or one medium or one voice Absolutely. of fashion. And I think that was the most important lesson I had to learn because whereas my brother is he specializes in oil painting. Mm -hmm. I was kind of interested in all of it. I was like, right. oh God, I want to take a photo. I want to paint. I want to <laughs> do something on the computer. And for me, even to this day, like I'm always been on the line of, am I just really like somebody that likes to engage in art and look at art versus create art? Like mm -hmm. I think it's in the middle of those because mm -hmm. it's like, I, for me, I enjoy what others come up with like the thing the thoughts the patterns like I enjoy yes. the complexity of that and especially having a brother like Nashan his mind is like somewhere out of this galaxy I don't even know <laughs> like the stuff he researches just to get to his like finished piece mm -hmm. is insane and he doesn't just like he does Bermuda landscapes but he talks about world issues I don't know I'm all, I'm like in the fence of appreciative of it mm -hmm. and, creator as well but that's always kind of been right down with that <laughs> yes I mean I just remember I remember being in Berkeley I think I was maybe in like S1 and I had seen a newspaper clipping of your brother's work mm -hmm. and I was thinking like oh my goodness it's someone else who can paint like really really well at such a young age I just remember seeing his work while like he is so talented and yeah actually to be honest with you my daddy still has his newspaper clipping in his drawer oh, but, wow. yeah still to this day oh, and um, yes <laughs> yeah because he's definitely an inspiration I think 
for um, young Bermudian artists because he's been doing it for so long. I remember him vividly. And I think that's it too, because like oftentimes, I mean, mind you, we create because we create, right? Mm -hmm. But without knowing like our impact, because I am so sure that my brother does not understand the huge impact that he has on people, but that's amazing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was something else that you had just mentioned, you know, just about Am I a person who likes to create art or am I a person who likes to consume or like look at art? Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned that you're like right in the middle. And I think that that's a great place to be because mm-hmm. we don't make art like in a bubble. Like I think we, we're all in a conversation with one another. Like art gives rise to art. And so I think, you know, making your work, being in the middle, looking at other people's work, it's like a dialogue. Like it's right. all like interconnected. Definitely. So I think that that's, that's really great. I'm also really interested in other people's work and um, always researching other artists and very inspired all the time by, by some of the things that people come up with in their studios. So um, we definitely have that in common. It took me a while to build up the courage for me to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, um, but can you talk a little bit about your journey and when you made the decision to choose an arts career? So when I was little, I was kind of afraid to touch art, but I knew I was, I like had something there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in primary school, I had mentioned Mr. Smith. Yes. I want to cry even talk about him. Um, he was like a daddy to mm-hmm. like a lot of students that went to Alice. He's passed away now, but he kind of was like a, a second father, a school father. Um, we had like this running joke about KFC for the longest. <laughs> But anyway, like, he just encouraged us both so much. He pushed us so much to go outside of what was comfortable. I know, like, after school sometime, like, school would well be over. Like, after school is well over. But, like, we have something to finish for the exhibition or, like, a city hall school um, project that's coming up. Like, he would take that time and help us with it like he would come over the house and help us with it like wow that's awesome he had a really close relationship with my daddy and my brother mr smith was a huge impact so he kind of sparked it all for me he was kind of the beginning flame like gave me a a sense of you can do it you are talented um yes you're creative and then obviously my brother once realizing that he pushed it along he's like shana just showing me different stuff like what are you interested in because my brother's more interested in realism and landscape mm-hmm. whereas I'm more interested in like pop art and lots yes. of commercial things so anything build and in your face because I was I was like that I like theater I love theater I love <laughs> and like anything that was in your face and build to me was just everything yeah. and then going to high school Miss Murdoch is kind of Fiona Murdoch from Soltis. I went to Soltis from middle school to high school. Fiona is kind of who planted the, the seed because I wouldn't have gone to art school probably had I not met her. I know like many of us thought of it as a hobby, but especially in Bermuda, we don't think about it as a career. Definitely. And especially when we were younger. Now I think it's starting to gain a little, like a lot more notoriety, but back then. Yeah, Fiona was like, she helped me to explore different things. So I loved, at that time, I loved makeup. I think everybody that probably knew me back then, I had my Instagram. It was Mm -hmm. black lipstick is what I went by. But I used to do makeup 
independently and I would have clients at such a young age. This was high school. Mm -hmm. I always had something going on. But I would love to take portraits and then I was inspired by people that would do the makeup and camouflage and blending things. That kind of sparked my love for digital art. And after that, she kind of put me on the um, board for the yearbook, the Soltis yearbook. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like this, this is different. Like playing with fonts and tacks could be a fun thing too. Just the meticulousness of like trying to get it to look good. I loved it because it was addictive. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna spend so much time trying to make this thing precious. So she helped me to explore so many things. But if it wasn't for Fiona, I definitely probably would not have even been in the whole creative realm like I am today. Like Mr. Smith, she pushed us. She would spend weekends like, I'm like, hey, like I have something ready for the AP art exam, like the GCSE, whatever. She's like, come in on Saturday. I'll see you there. A group of us is going to be here. So that's awesome. Yeah, she she was she was a huge inspiration. And then lastly, like, of course, friends and family. But my friends were a huge, huge push. They're like, Shana, Mm -hmm. you're definitely the artsy one. I cannot see you in any other environment besides free and artsy and I'm like you know what that is so true because growing up in Bermuda I was really good at academics it was either that or accounting and I was really like successful in classes then when it came to applying for schools I was like accounting or art accounting or art but when my friends are like Shana like look at yourself in the mirror (laughs) do you know your own personality like okay Okay. And then I made the decision to go to college in Baltimore because my brother had gone the year before me. So Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore. My brother was there because I was deciding between Parsons, the new school in New York, or Mm -hmm. Maryland Institute College of Art. Because at that time, girl, when I tell you I'm interested in everything, (laughs) (laughs) at that time, I loved digital photography. I loved fashion. I loved advertising. Like those were the those were the check marks for me once I was applying to college. Um, so my portfolio back then was completely digital. It was like media, advertising, it was all mm-hmm. of that. So I kind of had to decide, like, do I want to be more graphic or do I want to be more fashion? Right. But also, I just loved the energy that I got when I went to MICA because it felt like a home. Like, I loved the new school as well. But yeah. since my brother was there, I was like, I'm definitely going to end up there. But even still, even still, when I go in college, they're like, okay, Shana, it's time for you to pick a mm-hmm. man. I'm like, right. don't do this to me. I don't want to <laughs> pick something. There's so many options. Like, I'm exactly. interested in everything. Exactly. I mean, some would say that's a bad thing. Some say that's a good thing. I mean, I enjoy what I do. All that I, I think do. it's a great thing. Right. So I went in. I was like, Fiona was like graphic design I'm like graphic design let's go with that <laughs> but everybody that knew me at school they're like Shani you're definitely a fibers artist so fibers right. like fashion textiles I loved it all it needs a lot of patience but I loved it all yes but, um, like like I say I'm on the fence of like observing and exploring I think that would be the best way for me to describe kind of my creative route because it's always me growing up little it was always me like watching what my brother did and then from my first watching hand paint to then creating my hello kitty painting mm-hmm. it was an artist experience and then bringing it kind of what I was interested in yes I think it's still that is still me saying hey I like this like I think this is a funky thing 
Absolutely. And I think what's interesting about your journey and, you know, just listen to you talk about it is the amount of support that you received. I think that's so important, especially for young budding artists to just have, even if it's one person that just says like, you can do this. I think that makes such a difference. So I think it's so important for young people to just have support, you know, whenever they're going through life and they have an interest and they're showing a real promise in a particular field, like for them to just have one mentor or, or one support system or that one teacher to say like, this is, this is possible for you. I definitely agree. One thing to mention for sure, like I, I guess I can't go without mentioning it. Growing up in Bermuda and at the time trying to do something creative, like mm-hmm. I was met with a lot of people saying, Shanna, are you insane? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, so I was met with a lot of backlash But I feel like with that, like, aside from art as well, in Bermuda, we see so much people with talent, so much athletes with talent and artists with talent. We need more support with them. We need to push as an Mm -hmm. artist, more of an artist and and our athletes. Because so my best friend, my whole life still to this day is Tyler Smith. And she was, I don't know if you know her, a professional tennis player and then my brother Nashawn Hollis professional artist as a country we need to push yes we do yeah I completely agree you know when when someone shows promise for something like we just we do as an island we need to rally behind them mm-hmm. and and really offer that support so definitely it's not just having that individual support from a mentor or something, but it's also having community support and resources as well. So I completely agree with you. You Just now you had mentioned um, your interest in fibers and fashion, and you actually created your own fashion collection, 21 Miles, um, which gained you international recognition when you were published in Footwear News Magazine. Can you talk a little bit about the fashion collection and how it came to be? So 21 Miles was created as my thesis in college. I was at my thesis and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want to just do a print thing. Of course, this this goes back to my like flip-flop between everything. So initially I was like, I'm just going to combine my two loves at Micah, which was fibers and graphic design. I guess I have a lot to say about that too. So creating my thesis I had experienced a whole lot in college in terms of identity. My thesis was a statement about my identity. It was kind of created about my Bermudian experience and mm-hmm. what my ex- like surly about my experiences, the things I enjoy. But 21 Miles was just, it was so fun to work on. I don't think, like that was my most rewarding project so far. It was a line, I believe, in 10 to 12 garments. And they was inspired by pop art. I am always been inspired by pop art. So it had like fish sandwiches from Aunt Mel's all over clothes. <laughs> That's so cool. Gingerbread all over clothes. It had long tails all over clothes. And I was so excited to like put this whole thing together because this was my first time ever making a garment ever. Mm-hmm. I had never sewn anything by myself. So it was a risky move to say, hey, for my thesis, I'm going to create a line of fashion. I've never right. sewn a thing in my life. But then to the end of it, trying something new ended up being published. So I was so excited. But 
I think everybody around me, even my models, like everybody was so excited to model for me because they just knew that the, like the joy and passion I have about Bermuda. I love our culture and like our party scene. And I love bringing all that, like the soca, the reggae, the dance, all of it. So when we had the show, I didn't want my models to just walk down the aisle. Instead, we had a party. <laughs> I know. That's like, so cool. Yeah, the collection we had on like soca music and my models would go down dancing together. But it was the most rewarding experience. It was the funnest experience. It was mm-hmm. a lot of long nights figuring out how to sew things and then how to create the illustrations for the garments because I had to create the textiles myself as well. Right. So it was just a huge learning process, but it's something I definitely want to expand on for sure. I mean, I can just hear your passion talking about it. <laughs> I definitely think you should explore it more. Have you ever taken part in the Bermuda Fashion Week? Ah, I have wanted to. Yes, you definitely need to. Again. So I think it was that year that I was thinking about entering it. Um, but I, I received some feedback, like, Shana, you would need to create something new. Like, just, I was a little burnt out, like, after school. Like, creating right. that show was a lot of work. I was going to aim to do it this year. I was talking to my coworkers. I'm like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. But, obviously, all the events that are happening right now. No, I definitely want to do it. I definitely will do it. Mm-hmm. I can see it for you. I already see it for you. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what you come up with because you have some amazing ideas. So that should be an exciting project. I'm working on a, a little uh, independent fashion line right now, inspired by my job at Kaleidoscope. I work with young kids. Like the drawings give me life. Like, yes. They all these strange little cool things. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. They have such amazing imaginations and creativity. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you just mentioned Kaleidoscope. So can you talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing with them? Okay. So after graduating, I was so lucky Kaleidoscope brought me on. They brought me on working as an assistant. So at Kaleidoscope, they run a Creative Minds program. So Kaleidoscope is an arts charity, well, arts and garden charity where kids come and take art classes about everything, literally. They have sensory play, outdoor play, exploration, everything. Um, But when I came on as an assistant, they offer a program called Creative Minds. Mm -hmm. And that's bringing some kids from public schools in so that they're allowed to learn different methods of gardening, which is really extensive, really extensive. And I love the garden program. And also arts program, like learning how to play sensory play and create and it's just it's just That's free awesome. so a lot yeah. like literally and a mass is welcome like mass is welcome that kaleidoscope and i love that the children don't have to be precious so they're allowed to just come in and explore that was my first experience and i was like wow like this idea of freedom is something that i always wanted but after working there for a little while they was like listen shana you're good like Let's have you can have your own classes, and I was like, okay. Oh, that's exciting! What if you teach something? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I eventually got to have my own classes, and I love it. Like I absolutely love it. So I teach a few like multidisciplinary arts classes with a lot of different age groups. I work with children like ages two to fifteen, sixteen, like anywhere in between. There, it's a huge range. And then I also run a fibers class there. 
so we learn about dyeing, we learn about sewing, weaving, um, and this is a fun experience. I think one of my favorite experiences, though, I worked with a group of Chatmore students that attended Kaleidoscope. There was a group of like preteen teen girls, and it was just so rewarding to work with them because obviously it's a girls environment, so we had girl talks. Yes, open up and express ourselves, and I was lucky enough to be able to. to create their curriculum to their interests. Mm-hmm. So all semester we ended up having a project themed around makeup. So and we talked about identity, we talked about skin color, we talked oh, about acting, we talked about all those things that kind of these girls want to ask about, but kind of given like an open environment where yes. like all the ideas and yes. questions were welcome. That was my most rewarding experience because I felt like I had an impact on those girls and they had an impact on me and then seeing Bermuda how they see it through Mm -hmm. their lives versus like how I saw it at their age. Awesome. I'm just thinking about that age group and I think that it's such a perfect age group to work with, especially young women because at that age it's like almost like they're a sponge and so impressionable your connection with them like they will probably remember that for the rest of their lives. Like I remember like when I had mentors that were um you know close in age to me like hip and you know kind of seem like exciting like those are the people I think that have such a huge impact on a young person's life so yeah I, I think that's amazing what you're doing there at Kaleidoscope I think like that whole experience well so now I also on Saturdays I work with the Phenomenal People Charity which is a universal charity but we have our own branch here in Bermuda called Dream Girls Club on Saturdays and that age group is I believe nine to 12 and I facilitate activities with the girls so I've been doing that I just began this year but that too is like obviously because we do a lot of creative stuff now that I'm there (laughs) like a lot of things things. but even there just being able to talk with the girls and chill with the girls and like bam I always had access to adults that kind of broke down a little bit of barriers like it mm-hmm. wasn't so strict it wasn't so regimented like I felt like I always had an approachable adult in my life right so I was ex- I was able to like express myself and then be able to feel comfortable with so that that's kind of why like I wanted to do the things I'm doing with the charity as well because I feel like it's important that the kids have somebody that they could express themselves to yes. and just ask questions and be comfortable with but Mm -hmm. it's so important it's so important and I think that just having that allows for doors to open for them and also for them to be able to see themselves reflected in you it's like Mm -hmm. you know they're they're still like trying to find themselves and figure out who they are their identity and so being able to ask questions like that in a comfortable safe environment where you don't feel like you're going to be judged or anything like that it's so necessary and I actually didn't know that you were doing that. I'm so excited. I love that. Jeez, like it's so necessary within our community in Bermuda. I was approached by Margaret Gaylock, who is the owner of the charity here. When I was in college, she was like, hey, Shana, do you want to work with the girls? But I couldn't at the time because I was like way too busy. But after college, she had seen me again. She was like, Shana, do you want to work with the girls? And my goodness, <laughs> I was so excited. I was back and I'm like, yes. And it's crazy. Like, I don't know like 
manifestation I'm gonna touch on that like when I was little I always wanted like I used to draw fashion design pictures in church and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but I also always said when I was little like I would love to have a girls charity so then Margaret approached me and she's like would you love to work with the girls I was like oh my goodness it's crazy how I had these kind of ideas when I was little and I'm old and coming to life and now you're living that I mean that is manifestation exactly that like that's perfect and um you know it's exciting thinking about that like when we think about art we think of it as like okay you're creating you know pans of paper or you're making music or you're you know doing fashion but I think the greatest artist that we could be is like the creator or co-creator of our lives so I think that that's extremely important um, to think about too like when we think about creating like what do we want to work on next like what exciting projects do we have or you know what's something that I thought about as a kid that I could bring to reality and allow other young people to experience it so that's super exciting I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you're doing this kind of necessary work in Bermuda because it's, it's extremely important speaking about the community in Bermuda I wanted to ask you just how your work comments on current or uh, political issues that exist within the Bermudian context and then how do some of these things connect global issues that are occurring right now throughout the world a lot of my work is always based on my identity and kind of my experience the issues in bermuda they seem so i guess swept under the rug i guess i'll give background so when i went to college i kind of met people that had a clear sense of self they had a clear sense of identity They had a clear sense of what they're fighting for, what they're creating for. So this goes back to me mentioning about my identity for my fashion show. When I was in college, I was creating, well, when I first went, I was creating work that was beautiful, that was reminiscent of my Bermudian experience, that was reminiscent of like Bermuda houses and flowers Mm -hmm. and, you know, like all those things are fine to create. But then I kind of had a a moment of pause where I was like, hold on, my work isn't addressing any of these issues. Like my Mm -hmm. work isn't talking about much of like my personal identity, my physical identity, my ancestry, anything. So it was a period in time in college where I was creating work that talked about my, and this is it, it's like my Black experience, my ancestors what happened in Bermuda the Native Americans like all of this so I was talking about that kind of work in college and then I went on in 2015 in Baltimore we had it was a huge riot um the Freddie Gray riot and that kind of that was my first year in college and that put a huge pause to everything too because That was the first time where I actually felt like I actually need to create a piece Mm -hmm. that's about my Black experience, rather it be in Bermuda, rather it be in Baltimore, wherever, but just about like who I am as a person. So in Bermuda, like obviously since coming back, I guess I have been creating work that's kind of more about like what I experience day to day, like just our community and just the love that's here. But for the most part, that's, that's something that I guess ought to struggle with as well, because where do we need to comment? So this is my first year where I actually created a, a painting that I felt is gallery worthy due to the cause of coronavirus. Right. So 
painted a portrait of myself as a Bermudian queen. And that was kind of a response to how happy I was that a country by the gardens of Burt came together and said, hey, like we are a community. We're taking Mm -hmm. care of each other. Like I felt like everybody was working together. Like I was so proud to be Bermudian. Like I still am. I'm so proud to be Bermudian. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to, like I see every, like it was a queen's movement, right? It is a queen's movement because we are queens. we're artists, we're learning to express our Black identity in a royal way, which is ancestry, which is our past. And I said, hold on, like, we definitely have this experience in Bermuda. We have this. This is also our ancestry. This is also our history. But as for me, like, currently, and of course, with our backgrounds, like, it's so much that got muddled in, like, puddles with our ancestry and... But I just thought, I'm going to create a piece based on my identity for this present moment, for where Mm -hmm. I am, for where I stand, for what I'm happy for. And I was just so happy for the Bermudian community at that point in time that I responded with a painting to me. That painting is absolutely gorgeous. It's an oil, right? It's an acrylic. It's acrylic. Really? (laughs) Oh my goodness. See, that's the thing. When you can make acrylic look like oil... You have something special. That painting is so beautiful. You know, looking at that painting, I felt so connected to that because representation is so important. And I think that that's one of the things that is lacking in Bermuda. Like we have paintings about landscapes. We have paintings about our beautiful beaches and our boats and our environment. But there is a lack of representation in the experience of the people within art in Bermuda. So when you see paintings like that one, where there is a black woman who has a crown on her head, and she's a queen, like that resonates. That was one of the things that I was thinking about in the show that we were in last year at BSOA. I had so many people message me saying like, I just felt so happy to see myself, you know, you know, just to see myself. And it doesn't happen that much in Bermuda. And so that's why this work is extremely important. Um, that's why yeah. making artwork about who you are, like, is not just about you and your own story, but it becomes a place where other people can see themselves as well. I agree. And to that point, um, about the show we was in at BSOA, so that was when I created my my first digital illustrations piece, right? Mm-hmm. That was a digital illustration collection. Um, and that was called The People's Collection. Yes. So that embodied a lot of, members from Bermuda that we should give light to and Mm -hmm. not only that the members that we do not give light to and the importance of actually documenting our experience and like particularly our black experience in Bermuda I think that was that was important to me and I did get a response to that body of work saying Mm -hmm. hey this work kind of mimics the posters that used to go out the old Bermuda advertisements that only showed the white experience in Bermuda and I said I had no clue that's what's interesting hold on whoa because they did visually they did look similar and I'm like wow like this is so powerful because there I was creating a message that I didn't even know existed Mm -hmm. but I'm so proud that actually came from that but I think that's another thing too like not all work is for sales purposes. Like, I think as artists, like, I think it's important to document our experience. Yes. 
document where we are. And it's okay for things to be created just for ourselves or mm -hmm. just for our community and just for a statement, you know? Yeah. I think responding to what's going on around you is very important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's this quote, I, I don't want to botch the quote because it's such an amazing quote, but <laughs> I just remember um, Nina Simone had said like, it's important for an artist to be reflective of the times that they're in. Like that's an artist's duty or something like that. And I just resonate so much. And I'm sure you can with that quote, because if you're not reflective of the times and your experiences, it's almost like there's a gap because that authenticity is missing. You're not creating from like a lived experience, like something that you've embodied or or that your your body is physically going through. That's what I found difficult going to school as well. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the experience of like my black peers in college and I was like, wow, like a lot of these experiences, cause going in college in Baltimore, they experienced gentrification, like yeah. other like poverty, like it's insane what's going on out there. And I was just looking at the different reflections of experience and seeing like how much of a powerful impact their art was their art was stronger than voices in my opinion because yes. I was like, this is a visual representation of where we are and mm -hmm. then even though it was spoken word artists in Baltimore and everybody was so passionate and I love yes. the passion that Baltimore as a community has they know how to join together it's just like a really harmonious and beautiful experience to see of like how others document their experience mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exciting, you know, that you were able to be there and be a part of that and to see that. And I think that's why it's important for us as Bermudian artists to be researching like what's going on in the arts community, like outside of Bermuda as well. Um, right. So that it's a dialogue where we're informed. And then we can also see that, like you said, not every work that we make needs to be commercialized. It doesn't need to be sold. But we should be making work about our identities that we have documentation. We have a record of a life lived and exactly. an experience lived, you know? Exactly. So I, I completely agree with you. And um, you were there in Baltimore, especially um, during the Freddie Gray riots. I mean, that to for you to have lived that experience, wow. I mean, I, I didn't even make the connection. I mean, I knew you were at Micah but I didn't even make the connection in terms of like the time period. So you were there and I had seen some pictures that you had posted where you were doing like a little bit of protesting with Black Lives Matter in the US. And I did see last week sometime Bermuda came together, which was so beautiful to see. So many people, black, white, adults, children, groups, just coming together for a cause that affects all of us. You know, I just wanted to ask you about your thought regarding like the Black Lives Matter movement that is not just happening overseas, but also what happened in Bermuda in terms of like people coming together for that march. I have to tell you, I'm crying even like right now, just thinking about it. So, yeah. so I went to college in 2014 and in 2015 was when the riot happened in Baltimore about Freddie Gray and mm -hmm. I have to admit, like coming from Bermuda, I had never experienced anything like this. I had never experienced black rage like this. I had never experienced like so much passion from a community. Mm -hmm. I was literally confused. I was, I don't even know how to describe how I felt. 
I felt like unconnected because I, I couldn't relate, but I'm like, we all belong to this body of black. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And I felt like I, I was out of touch. I was afraid. My school was only a few blocks down from where they was burning things down and people were running in the streets. And I genuinely had so many emotions about that. And the people as a collective, they was like angry and sad and like mm -hmm. hurt. So I had to be educated really quickly right. about what was going on around me. I just had to be educated on everything, like the whole rundown and which I was so grateful to be educated by a lot of my black peers that were out there. And they, was, they kind of told me everything that was going on and mm -hmm. like their experience. And, you know, it was a lot of few, uh, like, anger few by experiences. And they was able to share that with me. Right. So once I was kind of enlightened a little bit more about what's happening, I was outraged as well because I'm like, right. we all belong to one collective. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? This shouldn't happen to anybody. Police brutality, police killings, like, none of this should happen to anybody. And that year, my school as well, they led a march for the protests. So I was able to take part in that. Um, but it was a lot of outrage that was happening during that time. And it was also things back to back. So it was mm -hmm. like Aragona and then before going out there, I don't know, it was Trayvon Martin. It was, it was yeah. everybody just kind of back to back to back to back, which is kind of why I was able to kind of get a real grip on the severity of what mm -hmm. was going on. Because I feel like in Bermuda, I wasn't really exposed to the severity Right. What was going on until I was actually experiencing it away. Another reason why I marched is because in college, the first, probably within the first month I went there, I had hung out with a friend that I had just met. And we were sitting in the park in a car and we was approached by a police officer. Mm -hmm. basically saying like, hey guys, you're in a park with the car. Do you know like the park is about to close? But there was tons of people around and like my friend and I, which were the only black people in the park at the time, were the only ones that were kind of addressed. Right. And now even the park in the car, we was pulled over again because another police officer had thought we had run a light, which we didn't. And then another police officer down the road just pulled me over, pulled us over because the last stop, and I know the police officer's van, the guy at the park, he was like, oh, you're Bermudian, like carry on. And I'm like, this is insane. Wow. Like, so that all happened the same day? That, that, those three stops from deep, three different police officers happened in the same time. And that was one of oh like, my, my gosh. experiences of like how they're treated differently in America. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Right. And these people that I grew with in college, that mm -hmm. I grew a connection with, like, these are like my family. And people are being treated this way left, right, and center every day. And I, like, I didn't understand, and it irritates me because I didn't understand truly what they was going through. Oh my goodness. And then I think what's crazy about that experience too, like the fact that you were let go literally because you were Bermudian and you weren't yeah, exactly. African-American. Imagine if you were, you know, it could have been a completely different story. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, this is an issue. Like period is an issue. Yeah. And it, and it gets me mad like we have to think of ourselves no matter where we are from that it is a collective issue people we care about even ourselves like anybody could be in these positions like yeah. anybody could have experienced any of these brutal things that have been happening out there a lot of it just comes out of like 
sadness, but a lot, a lot of it comes out of unity because I feel like with all this happening, there's a lot of room for uprising. There's a lot of room for growth. Like there's a lot of room for us to work together. Like, and I keep, like I tell the girls this, literally we had it on the girls group this weekend. I had asked the girls to create a work of art in response to how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls created a work of art of herself, like so helpless. And she was just wow. saying, how she feels like it's one thing after the other is coronavirus and then it's George Floyd and then it's Bermuda and then it's like all these things that keep knocking her down and mm-hmm. then she, was, she got to walk um as well in the Bermuda protest and she was like it was such a rich experience for me yes. and I'm so happy because this I think she's about like nine or ten years old but she was like I went with my mom and my sister and just like she was like black people shouldn't go through this black people shouldn't be killed for these reasons like black people shouldn't have to go through this and she's like it's been like her little self she's like this has been going on for so long mm-hmm. and it's still happening and i don't understand why so then after she shared her work of art with us i guess like i'm kind of been in a rut as well so it's like oh my god like i totally feel what she's going through but i always have to remember i gave her a challenge i said i want you to create a work of art now in response to show me how you can be the light in all mm. of what's going on. Like yeah. how you, you as a young person have a voice and an impact. So she said, okay, Mishana, can I create a digital work of art? And I'm like, of course. Be yes. my guest. <laughs> I was like, go for it. And she created a work of art and it was so innocent. Like it made me giggle because it was so innocent, but it was so true. She created like this little, I guess this little poster and she's like if cats and dogs can get together why can't we um, <laughs> saying like if cats and dogs can get together why can't we get together and it was right. so innocent and yes. I was like oh my god this is like seeing seeing how she sees this experience but I was like it's genuinely heartfelt because exactly you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah, and it's, it, it's interesting because kids have like such an authentic genuine view of the world and we can learn so much from kids and it's interesting listening to kids because they're so sensible they can teach us so much about how we can get along because a lot of the kids that are coming up now they didn't go through all of the things like of the past like you know civil rights and all of these things so they they're growing up in a completely different era and have a completely different view of life and I really think that they're going to be the ones to create real change for us you know when we look at all of the things in history like that have happened it's always the young people in that time period that created the change and so just thinking about all of the things that young people can do speaking about young people i wanted to ask you for young artists that are coming up behind you who want to pursue a career in the arts what's some advice that you would leave for them my advice would be to buckle your helmet no truly prepare for the ride because it's definitely a ride it's like you have to you just have to be strong you know and that's what like believe in yourself I think that's the biggest thing believe in yourself and when you feel knocked down just create something that shows like hey no I can actually do this like I'm I'm still on top like don't doubt yourself it's like keep pushing I think another thing would be create opportunities for yourself Mm -hmm. like don't always look for opportunities to be put out there that you could grab onto. Mm-hmm. Create these opportunities for yourself. Look for the things that 
people aren't doing the things where we need answers or we need something to be solved is just be innovative and push, 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 push. And then don't get knocked down. I think I have a friend that I am so grateful to have. I don't know if you know him, Marcus Smith. He also goes by Zebra Kid. Yeah, he's a professional actor. Okay. But he he was trained to like basically how to keep your head out of a putty out of a puddle. And he's like, Shana, you just have to keep pushing. He's like, yep. keep pushing. He's like, despite what people say, despite if they tell you you should have did accounting, keep pushing. Yep. You know what I'm keep so going. Yeah, just keep going and believe in yourself. And it's definitely times where there's days where I'm like, oh my God, I am having a brain fart. Like I cannot <laughs> create a thing. And right. take that time to go away. Take that time to look at things, other things in the environment. Refresh yourself. Like it's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. It's okay to stop. It's okay to tell people that your friends or your clients, like it's okay to say, hey, I need time to just refresh my palate completely. Yeah. So, just breathe, push, 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 and believe in yourself. That's, that's all. I completely agree with you. I think um, I completely agree with you in terms of pushing because honestly, that's what I've been telling myself too. Because some days I'm like, seriously, you really decided you wanted to do this? <laughs> right, exactly. And then I think another thing too is like, don't be bogged down by critique. Critique is a healthy thing. And if anything, be honored that others want to critique you. Like be open to feedback. Because yes. that's the only way you're going to grow. Because I know like leaving from Bermuda, I didn't have to deal with harsh feedback. My first critique when I got to college for portfolio day, I bawled my eyes out. And from that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, I hope I chose the right path. Mind you, who wasn't like criticizing me? It was like basically criticizing, like, I need to know why I am creating something. Why mm. did you create this piece? Mm. So don't be bogged down by criticism as well. Like, take it as an opportunity to grow. Like, not all things are going to impact others the same way it impacts you. Right. So you have to just, just keep, like, be keep open. Mm-hmm. Keep right. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's exciting too because you also like get to see other people's work and give other people your feedback on their work as well. I think it's, it's important. It's the it's dialogue so is important. important. Yeah, it's, it's definitely important. And authors can read your work in a whole new way. Yeah. For my foundation year, my sculptural forms class, I created a balloon dress and the balloons were filled with, with this paint, just a pink paint. Yeah. And It was was an installation piece, but for me, it was kind of just a material exploration. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to explore like how, how garments could kind of respond to action Mm -hmm. and just be wearable at the same time. But it was an installation. And what I had someone do, which was, I had somebody pop all the balloons. Um, Obviously this is my first year. This is my first piece. And critique did not go down well at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to be, like, they had to teach me, and I'm so grateful for that experience, like, that specific one, because mm-hmm. I didn't look at how others would perceive it and the connotations of my work, but right. they perceived it horribly. It, my model was female, and the person doing the popping of the balloons was male. So they just, they saw it as... Oh, this, wow outrageous thing and like the speed that he was doing it but I like in my mind 
I was like, oh my goodness, look how beautiful the paint is coming out of the balloons as he popped. But people mm -hmm. was having a completely different, disturbing experience. So that's why critique is important. And that's yeah. why I say you have to grow through the process. Like I would have never learned these lessons had I not gone through them. Have I not failed and made mistakes? You know, like all of that is welcome. All of that is needed and necessary to get to some point where your work can actually resonate and then create the connotations that you would like to be perceived. Mm -hmm. Your work's Absolutely. always going to be perceived differently by different people, but yeah, somewhat clearer, clearer than my balloon installation. <laughs> 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 and I think what's interesting and noteworthy about what you just said was to know the reasons why you're creating something, like the intention, specifically for Black artists, to, to for us to know why we're creating or what our messaging is. You know, I don't, I don't think that uh, creating should be boxed into this one area because we have a whole spectrum on a whole range of different art forms and medias and no two artists should be, you know, doing the same thing. What are you trying to say? What is your work about? What are you about? What's, what's your experience? And then how do you connect like your life experience to your work? One thing that is difficult though, which I can like empathize with in Bermuda, this need to create commercial work, right? Mm -hmm. I think we can talk about that for a second. Yeah. Like, I am grateful enough that I teach, right? Because we have to make a living still. As yes. Often, right? Yes. So I'm grateful enough that I teach and I'm able to, like, make a living off of teaching, which allows me to create work that I want to be seen in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. It allows me to create work for myself that I'm okay with not being sold, you know? Right. But I think that is, is, is an interesting line of we also have to make a living. Yes. And, and this line of I think we also need to create for ourselves. Yeah. So I think it has been a lot of seeing things. Like, obviously, like, I'm inspired by the beauty of Bermuda. And that's fine. Like, all of it is fine. But I think it definitely is interesting about the work that comes out and the response to things. I know one person that I am... Uh, whose work I do like in Bermuda is Graham Foster. He's just somebody that inspires me as well with mm -hmm. his work. Yes, I'm also a fan of his work. Yeah, it's well. a documentation of, of, of Bermuda's history, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's so important and he does it in a way that's so well. Yeah. It's, it's truly something that he wants to create. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, you know, this is what he wants to make. And I think what's exciting about his work, too, is that, you know, his document in Bermuda's history, I seen his mural up at Bermuda National Museum. I don't know if you've been up there to see it the, at the commissioner's house. Right. Oh, my goodness. That work, seeing that work in person is incredible. I just loved it because it's like all around you. So it's almost as if you're like walking into this world like exactly. you you feel like so insignificant looking at this work exactly. and what I loved is that like he was just creating this visual representation of Bermuda's history mm -hmm. that was inclusive of all narratives right mm -hmm. exactly and I, I love that important. like pretty or non-pretty yes exactly I know I've had people say like uh, just about the digital work I created like oh I would love this piece for my home if it didn't show this you know what I'm right. saying? And I'm right. like, but this was not created for you. You know, mm -hmm. this was created from my experience, our experience as a community. 
Yeah. But Graham Foster, I had a huge fangirl moment. It was so embarrassing. I met Graham Foster at the 2020 Charming Prize. Me and my brother had a fangirl moment. <laughs> I mean, Madam and I were like, oh my gosh, sign up books. It was such a thing. And we was right next to your piece while doing it. So, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was, it was irony. It was, it was cute. I was like, oh, wow. Yes. But, um, yeah, definitely a fan of Graham Foster. But, you know, since we're talking about other artists, I wanted to ask you, who are some other artists that you are vibing with right now? It doesn't, they don't have to be Bermudian. Like, it could be, you know, any oh. artist that you are vibing with. Ah, okay. I'll shout out my local first. Work that I love her. I love Carlos's work, Carlos Santana. Jabari Wilson, mm-hmm. he's just come out. He's an up and rising artist. You, of <laughs> course, your work is amazing. Um, my brother, yes, yes, he is definitely an inspiration. I think artists that I look up towards as well, I guess, yeah, Shiana Torini. Like, I just look at her impact yes. in the creative realm. Like, I love her costumes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But her collaboration with with Metal or Barbie, whatever, Oh, that was so fantastic. I I had a fangirl moment for her. I was like, oh my goodness. And for her to be Bermudian. Exactly. I'm like the impact. Like Barbie is huge, first of all. And the impact to be able to say what you said through Barbies and like show girls this. You're like, girl. Yes, yes. absolutely. I'm I'm a huge fan of Shiona and her work as well. Yes, I'm a huge fan of Elshante as well. Like she yes. just beautifies Bermuda and I love it, love it, love it. Like talk a bit with Sarai Hines and Deja Vaughn Painter, Day, I call him Day. Day mm-hmm. is cool and Jade. Oh, her yes. photography. I was like, oh. Oh my goodness, Jade's work. You understand, Aperture is insane. Yes. Yeah, I love Jade's work. I think... I, I, I know I'm missing people. I know I'm missing people. And my graphic designers, first of all, include us in the world. Yes, of, of course. <laughs> you guys need to be included. Yes. Um, shout out to SJD World because he is like, I don't know, he, like, he helped me obviously along like kind of curating the BSOA graphic design mm-hmm. show. Yes. So SJD World made a huge impact. I know, like, other designers where you feel like you're making a small impact, but you're not, like, what you do is an art as well. Like, it's so yeah. many good artists here. Like, Marco Warren, um, he is so talented. I'm pretty sure, like, people, I don't know. But Marco is such a good designer. Mm-hmm. And then Shikari. Artists that I'm inspired by away. Shout out to my bestest friend in the world, Summer Howard. She creates beautiful work. Also, Destiny and Marjani. I'm pretty sure if like you scroll in through Instagram, you see Marjani's work. I don't know if you've seen her sculptures of of the black community and they have grills. It's so much, it's it's so much good work. But basically, I don't like, this goes back to, I'm inspired by literally all the things that I see. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely people that that have rubbed off in me in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had mentioned before, like, Art gives rise to art. So, you know, seeing other people's work and celebrating other people's work, that's a part of being an artist, consuming right. other people's work too, and, you know, celebrating the things that they're doing. I'm so proud of you. I didn't even realize all the amazing things that you're doing, not just in the arts community, also in our 
life community as well. Like that, in my opinion, even more important. What's the legacy that you're leaving with people? So what's next for you in the future? What is next for me? (laughs) I would say just to continue on the path that I'm going so like that I'm going on right now. A lot of my life after college art career is kind of just unfolded without me having to do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of this journey of me traveling and seeing new opportunities that lead me into new places. Independently, though, um, I'm working on, like I said, a children's collection that I would like to do. I also want to like explore children's illustrations and books. I do have some really crazy stories because like I said, I love theater. So all yes. I'm trying to chuck into like some books, just exploring, like continue doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exploring different mediums and hopefully the Bermuda fashion show. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm speaking day, that into existence for you because yes. I would love to see you do it. After, after 21 miles came out, I had so much Bermudian girls saying, Hey, Shanna, like I need my gingerbread dress for summer. Like I yes. need but it's just creating more things. Mm-hmm. Definitely creating more things. My ultimate goal, ultimate, ultimate goal. I'm always loved. Like people call me a big kid sometimes because I'm mm-hmm. definitely childish sometimes. In a good way. <laughs> it's necessary though. Exactly. It's necessary. We can't take life too seriously. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> I think mean, I'm probably like one of the most goofy bobbly anywho but like long-term girl I would like to have a children's space and I want this space to like border along community space as well as retail space oh perfect um, explore and be free but also because my creative side I would like like my products that are inspired by Bermuda to be there. And I want this mm-hmm. to be like a landmark in Bermuda where people could come like tourists. Like I want this to be one of those places that you have to go to this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it becomes I, a part of like one of those necessary places that you visit when you come to right. Bermuda. But yeah. I want it to be like a children led Bermuda experience. So that is my, my long-term goal. Oh, that's but, perfect. Keep dreaming. Keep working on what you're working on. Cause I mean, it's, you're already planting the seeds for that anyway. Like, you know, the work yes. that you're doing with kids now, you're already, you're already doing it. What you need to do now is just get the space. Yeah. Manifestation is so essential because like I said, like me drawing little sketches of fashion designs and church, like all these different explorations of art, of course, one day, like will lead me to this angle like even being able to work at kaleidoscope after college I didn't necessarily see myself in teaching I didn't thought like I thought that I would probably be who knows New York or something Mm -hmm. but since getting that experience I'm like hold on like this is what's needed to get to the girl that I want to get to yes so like all this education I'm receiving and all these experiences. So that's why, like I say, like manifestation is real. It's all just unraveling in front of me. Mm-hmm. And like working with my coworkers at Kaleidoscope, like I was talking to my coworker this week, like I got to go back. I was talking to my coworker and I'm like, you know what? Like for all the bubbles that I'm trying to push myself into, like the serious bubble, the professional bubble, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty sure like, 
where I'm supposed to be at right now in my life is right exactly where I exactly. am. Exactly. Yep. The old like goofy, the old spontaneous, like fun, funky, like free, like I rebranded Kaleidoscope recently. Mm-hmm. And we're working on putting together staff descriptions. And I'm like, you cannot describe us. And I like that. <laughs> I would have never seen myself in a place where I'm like around indescribable people but right we are. <laughs> exactly I'm like I'm learning things about myself as well I've always pushed individuality but like to the extent that I'm taking it like it's okay to be different yeah it, okay it different? absolutely is and everyone has something special that they offer you know if we if we all step into our own power and our own greatness and really happy that you found a place that you feel like you can be yourself Jeez, like that's the dream, like waking up every day and going to work and feeling like your work is your passion. You're living your dream right now. That's exciting. That's wow. Because everybody at my job is inspired by you. But like just seeing like your process and your journey and like everywhere you've got to exhibit. It's been a journey. (laughs) Like it's a huge, a huge, a huge inspiration to me because I'm like, like, whoa, like, look at her like she's doing something different like she's creating her own voice you know and her own style and i love 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 to see it and then i'm even like more excited that my brother was an inspiration to you because i'm like yes inspiration yes absolutely i love it i love it yes you inspire me as well so you know i'm just so happy that us creating has brought us together. That's what's interesting too, is like you've chosen a path in, in your life and you just don't know like the people that you're going to meet along the exactly. journey. And I exactly. think that that's what's been most rewarding for me is like, you know, the, the people that, that I get to meet and that I get to learn from and grow with and support. And it's all beautiful. these <laughs> new people with these new ideas and these new backgrounds. Like it allows you to be more knowing, you know, of yeah. the world. But I love it too. Like this process of bubbles and pockets of people you meet is like, whoa, like, yeah, did you even exactly. Like, people like you exist. Like that's, I always, <laughs> people, I always see that. And I'm like, what goes through this human path? Like I have no clue. Right. Like, exactly. But then like, when you come across this person, you're just like, oh my goodness. Like I was meant to meet you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. The last question that I wanted to ask you, who are some people that you would love to collaborate with in the future? I think locally, when I saw your work, I was like, her. <laughs> um, also, I told my coworker Jabari Wilson, his, mm-hmm. his hashtag, in, like, I insecure. I don't know. I don't know how to say it properly. But on Instagram, I told him I would love to collaborate with him. I think... Oh, I don't know. This is tricky. I already like Carlos is like my art partner. So in ways we already collaborate. Mm -hmm. I know he, I was actually with him when I was creating the people's collection and like constantly getting feedback. So him and as well as Day, Day Mm -hmm. Painter, like his work is somewhat, I told Nashan, first of all, my brother. I was just going to say, you don't want to collaborate with your brother? This is it. No, it's long overdue that we don't have a collaborated piece together. Well, right. wait, pause. So after my Bermudian piece, I did paint a piece of a gumbe, right? And this is my first gumbe. I'm like, ugh, it's so long. It takes so long to paint. So much <laughs> it does. To 
Yeah. But it felt like a collaboration with my brother because he like, he was telling me like, Shana, this is how you make a leaf look real. And then now I know how to make a palm tree leaf look real. And he's like, Shana, that foot needs a lot more shadow. And I'm like, okay. But definitely my brother, I would like to collaborate with. Growing up, I was inspired by Annie Leibovitz. Do you know her? She's a photographer that created like the Disney series. Like, oh, she has amazing photography. Oh, and I was inspired by Andy Warhol, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Keith Haran was one of my, Ron English, because he's like so submerged in like pop culture, but like not, and black culture as well. Yes. Now Cause, Cause I think is a huge impact. Oh, I love Cause too. I could work with these people somehow in some way. Yes. Definitely a girl of mine. I think Shiona. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. That would be like <laughs> dream collaboration, right? Exactly. Basically anybody that I could learn from at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely keep growing. Shana, honestly, it's been such an amazing, amazing conversation with you. Like I feel so inspired just by everything that you've said and what you're doing within the Bermudian community, what you're doing in the arts community. It's, it's awesome. I mean, I knew you was doing great things, but I just didn't realize to what extent, you know, and I'm just, I'm so happy that you could share these things with us because it's important for us to know the things that people are doing so that we can reach out to them and, you know, we can know that we're not alone, that it's other people out here that are working legit like all her work and so I'm so so proud of you and I'm really happy to call you my friend um I just wanted to know like for our listeners where can they find you online so online you can reach me on Instagram by my Instagram handle which is Shanna S-H-A-N-N-A Shanna Hollis Designs my website is www.shannahollis.com you could reach me by my email which is design at gmail.com so i am available through those platforms thank you so so much this thank you such a pleasure. pleasure i love it i love talking to you oh my goodness yes, it's it. been so it. nice yes and yeah. wishing you all the best in the future you as well <laughs> please share with friends subscribe and rate us on itunes if you'd like to connect with us you can find us online at theartifacts.com and on Instagram at The Artifacts. If you'd like to send us a message or to suggest an artist that you'd like to see on the show, please connect with us at theartifacts at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you our upcoming episodes. Peace and blessings. This recording is copyrighted by Jude Hassel, and all rights are reserved. <laughs>